right, okay. Welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing today? Um, we have a lovely guest with us today. Her name is Lily Sparks. She is the founder and CEO of Afterglow, which is an amazing ethical porn site that helps you have better sex. How are you today? I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about porn with you guys. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So we have a little icebreaker question. Oh, yeah. And we kind of stole this from um, another, another podcast. podcast that we record with. Uh, shout out to Sex Talk with my mom. But what are three, the first three words that pop up when you think about the time you lost your virginity? Romantic, Ooh. Um, sweet, and young. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was 15, so I was pretty young. Not young, but yeah. now I'm 36. So when I think back on it, I'm like, oh, I was, I was a baby. Young. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. I, I lost mine at it was right around 15, 16. So it's also yeah. around the same mine time. Mine was 18. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So what made it romantic? I know. I want to know. Um. So it was my first boyfriend, and we'd been together for what I felt like was a while. I feel like it was like five or six months because yeah, I had I grew up conservative like on the conservative side and so mm -hmm. I had thought that like I don't think I thought I was gonna wait till marriage but I definitely wanted it to be something mm -hmm. a serious thing yeah when yeah. I did it and with somebody who I really loved um so waited about like five months I think when we were together and Ooh. um I, we waited till a moment when like we could spend the night together too. Oh, wow. And I actually lied to my mom and told her I was going to a like dance team sleepover because it was <laughs> happening that night. Oh God. And, <laughs> oh, God. And his parents just happened to be out of town. So it like lined up perfectly. Oh, good. Um, so, you know, for teenagers, like, you know, we, we'd been fooling around in like his car and my car and like a, off a dirt road. So being able to like be in a bed together itself was like a very romantic moment and we kind of planned it out and like we didn't have rose petals but you That's know cute. I was wearing like a like little lingerie oh and it God. was just really like special I love that that sounds a lot better than my first time I but <laughs> I'm trying to remember the words that I used to describe mine but I don't even remember at this point I have to go back and listen to this so my first but it was time, not that thought out it was <laughs> yeah not. I was gonna say the first time I lost my virginity and I told this story um before but basically it was a guy I met on the highway. Um, like we were driving we were and driving we were all like, oh, they're he hot. was in the car next to us. And I was like, hey. And then we met up at the same club. It was, and then, but it was like a month after that, that we had sex for the first time. And it was like, he had bongs all over his room and Ellie Golding lights was on. Oh, that's a great song. It, it is, it is. <laughs> and then there's a mirror on the ceiling. Oh my God. So it, it just, it was a lot. It was mm. a lot and it was not planned and it was not romantic, but that's okay. Mm. We have healed. Um, so. I think we put too much pressure on your first time and we put too much pressure around sex in general mm -hmm. yeah. being like, I think all these movies and films have give us this like, oh, it's supposed to be like romantic this perfect, perfect thing. moment yeah and it's like it's funny it's messy it's yeah. silly there are weird noises there, there are weird moments like even <laughs> if you're with somebody who you've had sex with a million times you can be like oh my, my arm hurts you yeah. know like yeah. i think we need to normalize all of that yeah oh, absolutely well so uh, tell us what what made you want to start a porn site yeah so 
I was in a relationship with my high school sweetheart who mm-hmm. I lost my virginity to Oh, uh, from age 15 to age 30. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I didn't orgasm until I was 24. Wow. And so I always was like, oh, sex. You know, I liked sex. It felt good. And we were each other's first and only partners. But I felt like there was something I was missing. I was like, I feel like people make a really big deal out of this. And it seems like they talk about it like it's the greatest thing on earth. And like, Mm. it feels good. But I just I feel like there's a gap there. And there's really like nowhere to figure that out. Like, I just felt like I I love learning things. And I'm really good at figuring things out and like using my resources. But when it came to sex, I just felt really lost and really alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only place that we really see people have sex in is porn. Um, So the genesis for Afterglow is like, okay, how do we create porn that like, I wanted to create porn that showed the kind of sex that I wanted to have Mm -hmm. and that would help people with their sex life or at Mm -hmm. least provide some kind of positive contribution to it. I love that. Pause. Can you tilt the microphone up just slightly? Yeah. Okay. Talk better. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Kami has this habit of like, she'll put hers like this and then it just sounds like a little bit off, but I like it. But it's good, right? Yours is good. All good. All good. So, okay. What was, what was the first porn you watched? I know. I was going to ask, what was your journey with porn? And did you and your boyfriend watch it together? We did watch it together. Okay. Um, my first experience of porn is in the DVD era, back in the DVD oh, era. <laughs> and I feel like it was after prom and it was like a few couples back at someone's house, like kind of doing an after party thing. And mm-hmm. somebody brought it over. And I remember it was called Young Girls in Prison. Oh, And okay. it was like they had a lot of great lingerie on for being in prison and they had to convince the guards to get out. I mean, love that. I I would definitely suck someone's cock to get out of jail. Like just saying it. I'm not above it. An easy decision. I'm not above it. I would do it. I mean, wait, so this was, so was it, did a group watch? the? Yeah, it was like a a movie. Yeah. It was like watching it like a movie. And I remember, I I, I actually remember like, I, you know, one thing about porn is it's really good at creating arousal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of women, we have like responsive desire. So it takes yeah. us a little longer yeah. to get in the mood. And I remember watching it and being like, I'm really horny right now. <laughs> yeah. And then like turning to my boyfriend and being like, let's go have sex. And I remember we had like amazing sex oh, wow. right after watching it. But you didn't come. I didn't come. That's you know. Not what's that funny? that means that you it was bad no, sex. Not that that means that it was bad sex. Is that like I feel like that's one of the times where I like, like I maybe came, but I'm not sure, oh, or I got really know. close to it. Like actually, it, it's really funny. I never put that together until this moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Thank you, porn. Yeah. Not to say that like you need an orgasm in order for it to be amazing or like for it to be good sex because absolutely not. Like, yeah, <clears throat> there are definitely times where like my body's like, we're, we're just not going to get there today. Yeah. You know, and I definitely like I've still had like great sex even during those moments. But it's just I'm fascinated that like or at least, you know, what you said, it wasn't until 24 that you like really, truly experienced that. Yeah. That's and interesting. I think it's something like 20 percent of women. Yeah. That, 
like don't orgasm or have a lot of trouble orgasming. So mm-hmm. it's really common. Yeah. I always say like the first three years of your sex life, just like throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. They, it, there's just, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, they, I, don't, I don't even know what I experienced. I don't even know if I orgasmed my first time. I definitely, no, I don't think I did. I, I didn't, definitely I cried. didn't have sex. Um, but that was like an internal thing, not him. I, I, I definitely cried because I was like, oh my God, I just did it. Mm-hmm. Like, but then I was like, what? I did it. And then I, I don't know. It was just like an emotional moment. Was me. it a good cry or was it a like a bad cry? Or just an emotional like. It was like, just like an emotional thing. Yeah. And I guess because like, for example, Nikki lost her virginity at 15 mm-hmm. or 16, 16, somewhere around that. I so remember. did all my other friends. Okay. I was like the last one on the block. Yeah. I was 18. I was about to graduate. Like literally graduation was like two months around the corner. And so that's why I was like. I don't know. I, I felt like I had had all the pressure of, um, you know, my friends already having gone through it and then I didn't. Mm. Um, so then once I finally did it, then I was like, oh, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just like an emotional time. But yeah, and I don't even remember like the With time, porn. After, the oh, time oh. after that, the time after that, like I don't remember mm. orgasming. But we started watching porn. That's what I was gonna say with porn. Like we used to watch it, like with Michaela. We watched it. It was like a movie. Yeah, like it was like a movie. Sleepovers and like, but we first started out. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like a interactive porn quiz. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a, um, it was like different slides, and you would like answer questions. And then, like, this naked girl would, like, pop up on the next screen. Do you remember that? No. I I hardly remember my porn journey because I didn't watch a whole lot of it in the beginning. Because I I was having a lot of sex. And so maybe I don't know if that was, like, a thing. But I was just, like, I was so caught up in maybe, like, exploring it physically with my um, boyfriend at the time. But it wasn't, and but I remember there would be times where we would, like, watch it, like, with our friends. But I never watched it, like, with a partner or anything. Um, and I don't really think I did that until call I met my husband, my ex-husband. Yeah. I was going to say, for or I'll me, call him first husband. College <laughs> parties, always, I, there was always porn. Mm-hmm. At, at least one out of every like 10, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I went to a, a house party with a bunch of friends and uh, they had a giant TV screen right when you walk in. And it was like these five girls like in a hot tub. Um, like all having sex with each other and like it was almost a little bit distracting I was like wait we're all playing cards but there's porn I was like what's going on here and it was just uh, it was a fun time but um my question was gonna be because you kind of mentioned that like you watched in a group setting you and your boyfriend had amazing sex after you were very aroused by it would you say like your at least the beginning of your journey with porn or maybe all of it I don't know like would you say it was like a healthy relationship that you built with it along the way yeah I think I've always had a pretty healthy relationship with it and I've never really believed that it was bad Mm -hmm. and um you know I when I got into this industry I believed some other things like you know women are exploited and trafficked and like that there was like bad stuff out there mm-hmm. but my personal relationship with it was like okay maybe this is like a little cheesy or like not really my style or not really like my ideal type of sex that I'm seeing mm-hmm. but it's still fun and arousing and explorative mm-hmm. absolutely I like because I see a lot of or at least this day and age um like a lot of my male partners talk about how like they either cut it out completely mm-hmm. um 
And then, or they, or and they say that like they see that amongst their friends too. They're like, oh yeah, it's usually like, it's very kind of hot and cold. I, I, it seems like, and I, and I don't know if that's everyone's experience with it, but like, yeah, I've come across so many people that are like, I don't watch it at all, never. And then others that are like, yeah, I have a pretty good relationship with it. It's for fun every once in a while. And like, that's it. Um, and so, which is fine. And like, for me, I always felt like I had a pretty like healthy relationship with it. And it's definitely had its like ebbs and flows. But like, I guess I find it discouraging when I see people that are like that completely cut it off because they think it's like completely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a way to like a source ethical porn, like from sites like yours and b like build a healthy relationship with it. So it's not something that you avoid because like you think it's just going to lead to bad things. And obviously there's a lot of shame around it. But yeah, there, I don't know. There's studies that show that it's like my, it's actually the shame that mm-hmm. causes the negative effects around mm. porn mm-hmm. and casual sex is similar. So if you mm. believe having casual sex is bad, you'll have, and if you believe watching porn is bad, you'll have negative psychological consequences mm. from it. That makes sense. But if you believe that watching porn is good and healthy, then you'll have benefits from watching it. Interesting. So, I can see that. And I, you know, I think it's different with different people and like there's exceptions, but that's like a very strong like causation is just like if you believe it goes against your your morals or your values, mm-hmm. then it'll it'll be bad for you. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I can Do see you that. I think it's addictive. Cuz I was all in college I watched it so much like on my own. And I we we had a, a clip about this from another podcast go viral. But I used to watch it like 15, 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. And then and it was a shame. I was like, I'm so ashamed of this. Mm-hmm. Like, all I want to do is watch porn mm-hmm. and masturbate. <laughs> and it was, it, it just became this huge problem for me. And then finally I was like, I'm cutting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do that for like a few years and it just backfired. It mm-hmm. did not work very well. Now I finally have like a good, I would say a healthy relationship with porn. Like when I want to watch it, I watch it and I don't feel shame and Mm -hmm. I don't feel shame that I like lesbian porn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's like, and I don't, it's not something that I need every day, but I like to, you know, it's like an enhancer to my sex life. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, like for example, when we like that clip that went viral about me watching porn 15 to 20 times, so many people were like, that's an addiction. Do Mm -hmm. you think people can be addicted to porn? So there is an amazing, um, researcher her name is nicole prouse mm-hmm. uh she's a total badass like she i look up to her so much and she showed that it it doesn't use the same neural pathways uh, it's porn does not like use the same neural pathways that addiction does mm. porn addiction is not a diagnosis in like mm. the dsm-5 which is the psychology manual so it's not a accepted diagnosis Anybody who's like an ASEC certified sex therapist will like not use that term. Mm-hmm. Um, people say there is, you know, it, it's like a compulsive use disorder that mm. you can have. So it's, you know, we can get addicted, quote unquote, to anything. You yeah. know, we can have bad patterns in our life and they can negatively affect us. But um, it's the the narrative that it like hijacks your brain and like messes up your like brain chemistry has been shown to be not true. And mm. I think that's why a lot of dude, I think a lot of 
people think that. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's why men are all the, all the time. They're like, no, nah, I want to stop watching it because I feel like it's going to like ruin my brain. Yeah. That's I've not, seen that happen. I mean, I think I definitely think at least like when I see people that are like, oh, I completely <clears throat> cut it off. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it has anything to actually do with the porn. I just think that they lack um, self-discipline. So they're they're afraid of it. Um, or I also think that then they kind of, and I don't know if this is like a weird way to say it, but it's almost like they kind of form attachments to it. So then they're like, instead of like building a healthy relationship, they form attachments to it because they do that with other things as well. Mm -hmm. So then they're afraid to like dive into it because they don't know how to approach a healthy relationship with something. So I, I always think it's like less about the porn and more so about like something that like they're not willing to face about like their own patterns and like attachments or habits, whatever. I think a lot of people use it as a coping mechanism. That too. And I think it'll, you know, for like a lot of people who use a lot of porn are, you know, have depression or have anxiety Mm -hmm. and like, it's been proven that masturbation lowers your stress levels. Mm -hmm. And masturbation is great. And masturbation is great. And so I think that people use it as a coping mechanism and, you know, is it probably better to go for a run and lift some weights and meditate? Like, yes, it is. But Maybe. Is depends it, on perspective. Is it bad for you to watch porn and masturbate? Like, I think it's totally fine to have it as one tool in your toolkit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, like, I know for your site, you say it's an ethical porn site. I really wanted to know kind of like what was your definition between ethical porn and what maybe you might consider as unethical porn. Great question. So I'm going to start with what is not ethical porn. Okay. And most people think of like revenge porn or like child porn. Mm -hmm. And it's called like image-based sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And that is illegal and it should be prosecuted and it's totally messed up. Mm -hmm. And then kind of, so that's like unethical, bad, and a crime. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like in the middle, there's what I like to call douchebag porn. <laughs> which is most mainstream sites um and they're just just in it to make money like just like every other industry we have you know just they're in it to make money and that's their main goal mm-hmm. and they're gonna do what they whatever they need to do to like keep you on the site for longer and make it really you know clickbaity mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and they might not have the best content moderation, but most of the stuff on those sites is made in a way that like everybody is consenting and everybody is paid. It, it's not, um, or at least like choosing to put their videos on their site for like marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that hard to tell when you go to Pornhub, like if that piece of content that you're watching is made by like a reputable studio. Like, does it have mm-hmm. the porn star's name in it? Like, is the person looking at the camera? Like, mm-hmm. then they probably know they're being filmed. Like most, I would say like the vast, vast, vast majority on mainstream sites is ethical. Mm, okay. Or it's sorry. It's not the most ethical, but it's not completely unethical. It's not illegal or Mm-hmm. People aren't being exploited. People aren't being trafficked. Okay. So then we get to ethical porn. Okay. And I just define ethical porn really simply, which is people who care about the impact that the porn is making on the world. I like that. 
but that can also mean a lot of different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Um, so for some people it might mean, you know, what is the storyline of this video or what are the like sexual acts performed in this video? Like some people don't believe it's possible to have an ethical gangbang. Oh, whereas I have seen, uh, (laughs) there's this amazing studio hard work that has like, female centered gangbangs that mm-hmm. are where everyone's paid fairly. Everyone's like totally consenting and women also search for gangbangs a lot mm-hmm. um, oh. more than men do. So I am I personally that. believe that you can have an ethical gangbang. I've seen an ethical gangbang and it's amazing and lovely and beautiful. Do you want to um, be a part of a gangbang? <laughs> <laughs> or have you been? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, like I, I get the appeal of it. It's not my top fantasy, okay. but I would say like the idea of having, you know, five or six hot men mm-hmm. all wanting to have sex with me. Like, yes. I love that. Yeah. We Wait, what is have, your top fantasy? That's a good question. Darn it. Now I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I love talk, talk and I'll come up with it. Oh no, I was just gonna say, um, we actually have two friends that met at a gangbang. A gangbang. Oh, and and now they, they're married. And they're now married. And it cracks me up because the they or the the story is basically she I was previously like in a relationship and that partner set up the gangbang and in the gangbang is where she met her future husband. And I was like, that's adorable. I, um, I love that story. <laughs> but I love that you said that there is such a thing as an ethical gangbang. There yeah. is. There is. And I absolutely love that. I also really like kind of like the distinction that you said about like, you know, what someone's perception of like ethical may be. Because I agree. And we, I'm non-monogamous. And like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people use ethical non-monogamy as like a an acronym in that. And then, but then so many people are like, well, what's ethical? Like what, you know, A, the perception of that can be different for everyone and B, you know, then that means that like, does that mean that non-monogamy is inherently unethical? So it's like, you know, sometimes adding those adjectives to the front can leave a lot of room for interpretation. And Mm. so like, you know, I could see how like, you know, maybe for you as like the founder of this site and everything, like you want to have that definition of your own. So you can, you can define ethical for your own site and the product that you're providing to people. So yeah. And like a lot of people are probably in unethical monogamous relationships. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it does happen, unfortunately. And I love that you said that because so many times people are like, well, if you're cheating, that just means like you're you're non-monogamous. So I'm like, no, if you're cheating, that means you're unethically monogamous. Yeah. Like, anyways, yeah. but that's a whole nother oh, that's topic. A great, that's what? a great way to put it. Why don't you comment that on the TikToks and people are like, isn't just non-monogamy just cheating? You'd be like, actually. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I will make that distinction. Okay. <laughs> also, the gangbang reminds me of my top fantasy. Uh, as I mentioned, I... Wait, and watching in porn or just top fantasy? Top fantasy. Okay, go on. And so, and, and I'm only saying this because like I, I just want to always, you know, speak things out into the universe, but mine... <laughs> Mine would be that at my next wedding or celebration of love, I don't know if I'll get married again, but you know, I, I feel like I'll probably commit to someone again. And so at my next celebration of love, I want it to be like a sex party and I want all the dudes that attend to like, uh, to, to contribute to a gangbang 
And then finally, my partner or partners, if there's multiple of them, come inside me and everyone else just finishes on me. That's my mm, that's my fantasy. So one of, are you <laughs> I know we're like that? going off on a gangbang tangent, but um, one of the gangbangs that you can see on our website mm-hmm. is called Bride Gang. <gasps> okay, and tell me more. You Do should tell. I'm not going to tell you more because I want you to watch it and okay. I don't want to spoil it for Wait, you. What is it called? Bride, Bride Gang. Gang. I'm going to go look this up. But it is definitely like... Um, inspired by your fantasy i love that wait so i'm glad i'm not alone are you a part of the production so on our site we have films that we've produced Mm -hmm. and then we also license films from other ethical producers in the space oh so you've produced your own we have produced our own films yeah was it like a vision of yours or yes oh yeah okay what was it so my the first film we produced is called Lip Service, and yes. to this day, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to show a woman like how to talk in bed and how to tell your partner what to do, but in a way that doesn't. People think it like kills the mood, but you can mm-hmm. actually tell somebody what to do in a really hot way, sexy way, yeah. And that's it's centered around cunnilingus. And there's mm-hmm. actually no penetration in the film, but it's oh. still like super, super hot. And it's a woman telling her partner how she wants him to go down on her. This is the one that you sent me a clip of that I watched, yeah. right? Oh my God. Yeah. So you, you produced that? We produced that one. Yeah. That. I don't think I watched that one. I watched another one. Steph and I watched yeah. it and we were like, can we put this <laughs> in the flash? I'm trying to remember which one I watched, but it had a dude with black hair. I remember that. I don't remember the rest of it. I well, I like one of the one of the clips you have in like that that promo trailer that you have. It's a pregnant couple. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Yeah. So that one was also produced by us, and it won a bunch of awards. Really? Congrats! Because we just want to like the ones that we produce. We want to twist things that you like tropes that you see in mainstream porn Mm -hmm. um so in mainstream porn like maybe there'll be a pregnancy porn but it'll be like very fetishy Mm -hmm. and so we just wanted and a lot of women get really super horny when they're pregnant yeah and so we wanted to show a more normal pregnant storyline of like you can be pregnant and want to fuck and be beautiful and it Mm -hmm. can be like happy and you don't have to like you know, we just want to do things that uplift people and like yeah. make them see sex in maybe a little bit of a different, more comfortable way than they used to. I like it. So how has, you know, founding and, you know, growing with your, your porn, so- porn site, how has it changed like your view on sex and porn or even like your personal goals Yeah, has it sex? like, has it affected your own, like your personal sex life? Hopefully yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll start with my fantasy because I did think of it, but it's okay. a little cheesy. No, let's um, hear it. So I, so I ended up splitting with my high school boyfriend mm-hmm. when I was like 30 and now I'm with, um, I'm engaged again. Oh, um, congrats. congrats. Yeah. And, and we have really amazing sex and like really great communication like that because mm-hmm. he met, we met after I started Afterglow. Okay. So that was kind of like something he knew going into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my fantasy is to have, better sex than I've ever had before the last one with him because we've had like obviously like amazing 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 sex so my fantasy is just for it to get better and better better. even better not let it regress I love that I think that's a good like 
goal to have too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people actually like go into, I think most people go into relationships thinking like, oh, the sex is great now and it's probably going to downgrade and somewhere along the point or somewhere along the line, we're going to have to like think of ways to like get it to be like decent again. Yeah. So we enjoy each other again. So I like the idea of like, instead looking at it as like, you know what? This time was great. It's going to be better next time and mm-hmm. better and better and better. I think that's a positive, like a really great mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Wait, so do you, have you, have you done threesomes? I have not. <gasps> as I'm actually really, for running a porn company, I am pretty vanilla. There's nothing wrong oh, with that. Okay, okay. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, it, it like, if, you know, with Afterglow, if it makes you want to like explore more of like, you know, the boundary pushing, but mm-hmm. like threesomes or yeah, it, it does a hundred percent. Um, it's made me way more open. Uh, we got a sex couch. Oh, oh, which has been really fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's definitely like now. Yeah. Now I just don't see a lot of sex things as that big of a deal, mm-hmm. mm. but in the same respect, it's not something that I, Hey, DT fam, you know how important STD testing is and how often we discuss it on our show, which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health and that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based STD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. What I love about stdcheck.com obviously is it offers confidential and convenient STD testing. This is how I typically do my testing, especially when I want to do a full, full panel. So with multiple online payment options, it's super easy to set up and also you just have that peace of mind. If you're looking for a super convenient way to go get tested, head on to stdcheck.com. And right now, stdcheck.com is offering our listeners $10 off your order. So go to doubleteamedfam.com. Of course, we'll have that linked in the episode description. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to get $10 off your next STI test. That's doubleteamedfam.com. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to go get tested. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you guys. Go get tested. Want to like force myself to want, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes that. sense. Yeah. I mean, not everybody needs to want a threesome. Yeah. yeah I know a lot true. of people like fantasize about it, you know? Um, but I, I'm I, bu- I work a lot. I'm busy. I'm like, I have enough on my, like, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine I like having like the sure thing, you know, like yeah. I come home, I know how, like, I'm, I'm going to get some good sex every time. Yeah. And like, that makes me really happy. So what does your sex couch have? If you don't mind it's, me asking. It's just like shaped in a certain, in like a way that helps you hit the angles. Oh, is it like, it's the, like the... Yeah, it's the Liberator. And it has like a pillow too that you can use to like help 
like, uh, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it basically just like makes the angles easier to be like even better. Like yeah. it props, props you up in a certain way that you can get like really good, mm-hmm. both for penetration and for 69 and mm. for like oh. everything. It just, you know, like sometimes you're like moving your head, twisting it, like trying to make things fit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. mattresses aren't always at like good levels. Yeah. Okay. Do you Especially for second one show that we watched with all the, the different sex rooms. How to build a sex room? How to build a sex room? Did you mm-hmm. watch that? One? I haven't watched it. Oh my! <laughs> God. Highly recommend. Okay. I yeah. loved it, but she had a ton of different like sex furnitures. Yeah, the yeah. some couches had like different kind of like little things on them, like attachments mm-hmm. you know for like yeah. okay cuffs or whatever like we yeah. saw a variety on there and i thought it was really cool and definitely has become a goal of mine to have a sex couch so have okay do you also portray bdsm in your we do okay yes i was gonna ask what categories have you decided that you like absolutely do not want to show on the site oh. yeah so we it's we don't describe people as like teens love that um, or milfs. love that and we don't, okay. we try to avoid like racial fetishization because mm-hmm. a lot of like the traditional mainstream sites, it'll be like ebony, big boob, slut, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And we just try to characterize people as they want to be characterized. Oh, that's great. Um, so it's not really about like the the act necessarily as like being respectful and making sure everybody consents to what's going on. Mm-hmm. I love that because that is one thing that always really bothers me on like the mainstream porn sites or one thing like especially in the in the past but it's like the the teen ones I was like I was like I'm attracted to the people here but like you're using it to describe I'm like I'm not into that so then it just like it's a big turnoff and I get it you know everyone's got their yeah Eh." but um, we don't we don't do like step sibling yeah oh okay that's good I hate that one I I don't get it don't understand now milf every now and then i don't mind if it's done well i know but but they always make the guy look so young and i'm just like the the step sibling and just i can't do it or the the mom daughter we have a lot of friends that are or what we have eh, maybe not a lot of friends we have a couple friends that we've met that are like in the porn industry and like you know, a lot of them talk about that. It's like how they hate, you know, when it's like described as like, you know, one of our friends, she's our age or just a little bit younger. Who? Um, we recorded with her, Rory. Rory. And she's our age. Yeah. 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 I'm trying 20, to remember. 20. Yeah. She's not that much younger. Anyways, but she's like, I hate being described as a teen. She's like, cause I'm not a teen. Like I'm a woman. Like, you know, and so I, that would, if I was like in the porn industry, that would definitely bother me. And I don't know how much say they get to like in the titles or like how they're described or anything like that. So I think if you guys at least give your, you know, the performers some input or like if they can at least say like, hey, don't use this. And like, I think that's absolutely um, great and empowering for them, too, because, you know, it is their body, their work, their art and everything that they're putting out there. And so like I would if I were them, I'd want to have some say in like what's said about what I put. So, Well, do they often like for the, you know, especially like on Pornhub and stuff, they name it to make it like clickbaity or what's SEO like search, search terms. That's it's what literally say. what people are searching for. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you find, um, and like with your site, do you find, you know, that people are searching for this and that more often than not? So we don't have a search bar right now. That's not on purpose. That's just because we're a startup and mm. developers are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's also because our goal, like we haven't prioritized it because we want the afterglow experience to be a little bit more like exploratory and more Mm. about maybe seeing something that you didn't like that isn't your normal search term, Mm -hmm. like cravings and her being pregnant, you know, and watching that and learning from it. Like, you know, another example is we have a compilation that's about vulva diversity and it's like five films celebrating vulva diversity, um, with different body types, different body shapes. Um, and it's, it's studies have shown that seeing different vulvas actually improves body acceptance and body confidence. Mm -hmm. So like you might not search like fat pussy on on Pornhub, but like, you know, watching it can be both hot and empowering. And so we try to create more of like that kind of guided experience Mm -hmm. for our users. I love the ones that you have um, that are more like teaching. Mm-hmm. those I think are great because like you don't see that on like the normal sites. And, um, and it kind of reminded me of the, the, the vulva diversity. I think like, I mean, at least for me, when, when I first started playing with women and like exploring my bisexuality, um, it definitely like kind of opened my eyes to like the variety. Cause on porn, like in mainstream porn, at least or like a lot of what I've seen, they all tend to look very similar mm-hmm. or, and, you know, I mean, a lot of times like, it's on purpose. We, we were looking for films for the showcase and we realized that a lot of mainstream porn just doesn't even show the vagina that much. No, it doesn't. It's, it'll show like a side angle or yeah. it'll kind of like because we were like looking at it. it and we're like, yeah. What does it look like? Is yeah. it like this? Is it like that? And like, yeah. And so yeah. I, I like a show the bush, yeah. Yeah. which like that in itself is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I love the A, the diversity piece, but also like the teaching aspect because I wish I had had something that would have like, I, I did, when I first started, I guess, going down on women, like I was basing it all completely on what I knew mm-hmm. and on my own body and not anything that I ever saw anywhere else. So, and I was like, I feel like this is like a resource that everyone, especially men, need to have when they start going down on women. One so. of my favorite um things we have on afterglow is a guided cunnilingus exercise mm-hmm. and it you, you listen to it while you're going down on your partner so it's just audio it's just audio oh. and you're supposed oh. to do it like there there's she'll say you know okay like lick the side of the labia like mm-hmm. now make circles on the clit and it's really um, revolutionary because you don't know what your partner thinks circles means and like yeah. you can't see what they're doing or what they think they're doing. And like, we don't even have a shared language around it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the power of that exercise is you can just be like, Oh, okay. Like they said, you know, suck on the clit. And I really liked that. And that's what he, he or she did. That was good. So now I know to say like, okay, I want you to suck on my clit. Yeah. And now they they have words around it. Yeah. And like what, what their previous partner liked or what their previous partner meant by circles. Like those could be all different things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try this out, Mm -hmm. the audio, except I'm going to have my partner wear earplugs and he be the only one listening. Why? Because I want to see how, like, I just want to see how the experience is when I don't know what's coming, Mm -hmm. like from the guided Oh. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm going to go back and listen to it. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Isn't that a good idea? Mm-hmm. 
I like that. It's really fun. Oh, I feel like, and I, it takes the pressure off both parties because somebody else is telling you what to do. So if you don't like it, it's not your partner's fault. It's like it's her fault. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not blame you, the guided. It's not you. It's not the partner. It's like yeah. <laughs> blame the guided video yeah. for the guided audio. Yeah. Do you have that for um, for giving head as well? Like we need to. It's on the list. It'll be coming. List. Okay, because yeah. I want to try that. Yeah. Oh my God, this is like such a fun idea. <gasps> I'd also like to see what it says because like, you know, I, I want to know how it compares to how I've been giving head all along. Yeah. Because that's another thing too that I remember when I first started like being sexually active and, um, you know, obviously none of us know what we're doing. And I remember like when I was going down on the guy or whatever, I'm like, I remember at one point I'm like, is this good? Do you like it? And he was like, yeah. And then like afterwards he was um, he was like, oh, this one girl, her boyfriend says she does it really well. So maybe ask her what she thinks. And I'm like, does that mean you don't like the way I'm doing it? Like, what does it mean? He's like, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to help you. And I'm like, anyways, and it made me Did like, you know so the self- couple? what? Yeah. I'll tell you who it was later. You'll know. Oh, but anyways, why but, did you just tell me now? Uh, <laughs> it was Roz. And then, um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I remember her. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, who, who was Maylee? No, 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 no. Who was the guy that you were? Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry about that. <laughs> he was just like, wait, who are you talking about? Anyways. And um, and so it's like, you know, I don't know. Even back then, like those Reese's would have been great. Because then I, you just, you don't know. Like, and you just kind of have to like hope that along the way, like what you're doing works. And then like, sometimes they tell you you're doing great. Other times they don't. They usually don't tell you. Like, ugh. anyways, it's just a whole mess. And like, I wish, you know, when it came to like sex education, I get it. Probably like educators or like parents probably don't want to sit there and tell us like how to do it. But if they, it would be great if they could at least just be like, here's the anatomy mm-hmm. that you're working with. And so like you could understand it because then at least then that would be a starting point. I don't even remember I would think. my first blowjob. Do you? Yeah. Really? Oh, you did? Yeah. I mean, it was it was with my high school sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, do you feel like you. <sighs> What's the question? The question is like, for example, I the the first I don't know, 20 partners in my life. Um, I had like short-term relationships. So I don't really remember a lot of the sex. I remember like the theme of it, but not mm-hmm. like specific instances. Like, oh, so with a long-term partner, did you, do you have well, a memory but of it? Well, you also had a long-term partner. Do you feel like having a long-term partner that it helps you remember your sexual experiences more? I was with my partner for 10 years. Uh, no. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I, I think, I think there's, there's more experiences. So mm. you have a really good, like your memory just kind of combines things. Yes. So you have a really good, like standard approximation story in yeah. your head. That's very clear, oh. but it's not like you remember every single time. Like specific instances. Yeah. yeah. Like, like my fiance will be like, Oh, remember this time we had sex? And I'll be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, so, but you remember the first time you gave head. Do you think you did good? I I do. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to remember because I feel like I think I did good, but then I feel like he said something like very obvious, like, oh, next time will you try like massaging my balls? Mm. And I was like, oh, I, I never thought of that. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like if someone doesn't, tell you you. like how how are you gonna I don't know what his anatomy feels like yeah you know 
And you're always told to avoid the balls because they're sensitive. Mm -hmm. So it's like you never want to like, you know, do something wrong. Some people like a good old yink, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. Not any of my recent partners, but every now and then you do run into those. I wanted to ask, um, so obviously like we see a lot of content now like on OnlyFans or like people that post like their own like home kind of videos on the mainstream porn sites. Like how what are your thoughts is that something that you guys like also utilize on the site as well i'm curious one thing i wanted to add um was just the easiest way to be sure that your porn is ethical is to pay for it oh so i think OnlyFans, like that's a great way. Like you're going mm-hmm. direct to the source. It's like yeah. farm to table porn. Farm to table. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that term. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And because I mean, they have complete control of what they're doing. Exactly. So they're doing it how they want it. They're they're you know posting it how they want, titling it, the scenarios, everything. There's one couple that I watch um specifically it, they make their own stuff and it's by far probably my favorite hansel and gretel i know i knew you were gonna <laughs> say that I, I need to look them up because there's They're um, really good we do license some kind of like more amateur only fans ish mm-hmm. stuff yeah and i think it's great because i think it does show like that real connection between people which yeah. is what people really want to see in porn like yeah. they want to feel that like chemistry I happening agree. Um, and That's performers, what I like about it. performers who are really good are really good at faking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's also really cool, like knowing that it is real too. Mm-hmm. The that reminds me, thing is, yeah, that's a good point. That's what you right. said about the connection reminds me of, um, when I was younger or like growing up, my favorite porn star was, um, always Madison Ivy and, yeah. um, <laughs> I loved her body, but I just remember like there would be times where like you could just tell that she was like into the person and then other times where she was probably like not. Mm-hmm. And just because I watched so much of her content, like you got to like really kind of see based on like her body language or things like whatever when she was like actually excited about something and when she wasn't. And maybe that's just me. Like maybe I'm over analyzing like her micro movements here and there, like eye contact you or really whatever. Are. I never know. <laughs> yeah, but like I could tell. And so yeah. and whenever I like watch the couples that like make their own content and everything, I see that connection too. And you can kind of tell there are just like little things here and there that like show you, um, you know, the, the connection between them. And like for, I think for women, like those are the things that turn them on. Yeah. Like that is the female gaze. The women are attracted to that. I don't know what the male gaze is. I don't know exactly what turns them on about porn. I can't speak from for them, but I know like for me at least, like it's it's always like when I see like the connection. Um, and maybe that's why I always like lesbian porn. Like there always mm-hmm. seemed to be like a really nice connection between them for the most part. And like that's when I was like aroused by it because I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just it, it like turned me on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you ever make a porno? Like be in one? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a really bad actor. <laughs> you don't have to like, I'm a really bad, like, I, I, I would like never say never. Term. Like, I would, I would never say never. But, like, I, e- even just, like, when I have to do interviews and stuff, like, I've realized, like, I have so much respect for performers. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, like, it's a really hard job. Like even, yeah, I even had to do just like this little intro video to Afterglow Mm -hmm. and I sent it to like my coworker and he's like, you are so bad at that. (laughs) Oh my God. He's like, you sound nothing like you do in real life. Like I just get really stiff. 
Oh. I get that. Can't being in front of a camera is really hard. Yeah. yeah. I I've definitely learned that as well. And like I don't know if it's because like when we're recording, I just treat it like a conversation with Cami, so it's just like easy and I don't think about the camera ever. Maybe that helps. But for the most part, if it was like something's like anytime we have to record and add, that's when I'm like, okay, we got it. We've gotten better yeah. at it though. Yeah. But like yeah. it, it definitely took some the, time the to like voice definitely changed. Yeah. Okay. It took a, it took a while to get to a point where like the ads started to feel more like flowy and like us actually like talking about things that like or products that we really enjoy versus like, okay, we gotta hit this and we gotta make sure we're like upbeat and like we wanna perform well for them and like do a good job and make a good ad and like make them happy. Anyways. Dude, yeah. even like the especially like the men, like the idea of like having to have sex with somebody and then have a camera like right there. Yeah. Like yeah. and to like really be relaxed and like because i think you it's more fun when you're more relaxed mm -hmm. oh um, absolutely yeah 10 times well i was gonna say so a few months back i was having sex and um my partner filmed it we were doing doggy style oh and i went back and watched it and it was hot as hell and oh. i was like i would submit this to a site mm -hmm. of course we didn't mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> But like that just made me think, like you know, how how open people would be to like submitting their own. I think there's a lot sessions. <laughs> I I think there's a there's way more people that like want to do it, but then there's just so much stigma around porn that mm -hmm. they don't. Um, yeah, I also have a podcast, so like I don't want people finding yeah. <laughs> so, then be like, I, but I, I think like you've got some natural talent because everybody that I've talked to has been like, oh, I filmed myself having sex and I went back and watched it and it was just like <laughs> they hated it. <laughs> I get that. They're like, well, it no. felt really good, but when I went back and watched it, like <laughs> well, Didn't so want, yeah. so this partner, he really likes taking videos while we while we have sex and he who is this oh okay <laughs> anyways i was expecting like jonathan <laughs> no oh, okay i mean Continue. he and i experiment with like restraints and stuff now mm -hmm. um but anyways so he really likes to take home videos like close up like i'm blowing him the camera's right there see like, that i can't do i and some of those videos that he's taken i'm like i can't watch this i watch like two seconds of it and i'm like no uh but then he's like i watched this five times this morning and jacked off to it and i was like okay great please delete it <laughs> i definitely think it has to it like the the angle depends because like if someone's feeling yes. and doggy i yeah. love it but, but if it's my saying. face like yeah. when I'm blowing someone, it's not my favorite. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when it was when it was like up close of like BJ's, no thank you. But the minute I saw me bent over, I was like, I look good. <laughs> <laughs> I look good. Should I try this? Like, is this my path? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was going to ask where, like, are there certain aspects or like certain areas of the porn industry that you do feel are like maybe like a little oversaturated? And then I go, also want to know, like, what are the areas you think there could be more of that? I want to hear that. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I just think that like, there's not enough content for women and mm. there's not enough content that helps you with your sex life. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually hit the Pornhub, like top 10 list. Uh, oh, really? How to has been like a very growing, like one of the top growing categories. Love like, that. How to. Love that. And it's like people go to porn to learn about sex mm -hmm. but like people are still using 
videos from like the 80s and like Nina Hartley, like old school, old school stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, that's I mean, that's why I started Afterglow, obviously, is because like I was I thought this just needed to exist in the world. And I was Absolutely. like, I'm just going to be that change and like make it happen. Love that. Be the yeah. change you want to see in the world. But I, I think a lot of the stuff that's there on the mainstream sites is there because it gets clicks and it's there because people watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I just always wondered if like the if the OnlyFans or like home video kind of space w- or I shouldn't say home video, like creator content <laughs> Amateur, yeah, yeah. was oversaturated. But at the same time, but then I think about like so much of like content creation has to do with about like the connection that you build with your audience. Mm-hmm. And so like there's always room for it if, you know, if you do take the time to like actually build a genuine connection with them and, you know, yeah. like really kind of respond to their needs and but also, you know, but while balancing yours. So yeah, yeah there, there's the joke or like, you know, you definitely see it where people are like, oh, I'll just go start an OnlyFans, you know, and make mm-hmm. a bunch of money. And yeah. that is so false. Oh, yeah. Mm. So like most people that start OnlyFans never make anything from it because they're not willing to do marketing. Mm-hmm. Being market it. like being top, you know, 1% on OnlyFans is a lot like being a top 1% influencer. Mm-hmm. Like that's the level of like work and effort and like hustle you have to have. Like you have to respond to DMs, you have to do custom videos, like you have to do content trades with other people so that mm-hmm. those that people's audience finds out about you. Like it is a I've like, I know people who do OnlyFans and we've done like, um, interviews, like a day in the life of the OnlyFans creator. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this just seems so grueling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I a mean, lot. We, I, one of my friends, I, I think she still has her OnlyFans account, but, um, when she first started it, <clears throat> she was like, you know, some of the requests that you get are like pretty interesting. She yeah. was like, this guy told me, you know, this is exactly what we're going to do, you know, during this five minute phone call. And she's like, and that's exactly how it went. You know, I started the phone call, um, you know, was it sexual my, content on OnlyFans? Yeah. Oh, and so well, and she would, but like, she, like the, one of the examples she gave, it was just like the guy, like sat there for five minutes. Like, I don't know, it's just some weird scenario, but she just step-by-step step did everything he said. And it wasn't even like that big of an ask. If you ask me, um, but like you have to do that like over and over and over again. And you have to have really strong boundaries yeah. and you have to like have really thick skin of just like people, you know, like mm-hmm. the same thing, like the, you know, ebony, big, b- big boob, like mm-hmm. whatever, like you have to, you have like people's perceptions of you, like very much in your face a lot. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought and about that's that. why and, I like- and people trying to put and be like, you know, to people, I think also trying to push you or get you to like get a rise like I think they try to get a rise out of you in certain ways yeah they want to get a reaction from you yeah I can see that but that's another reason why like for for porn stars I mean like OnlyFans creators porn stars I just have massive respect for them for the way they I mean like they can handle it yeah like and people get creepy too yeah Yeah. so I did want to ask as kind of like the final question so where do you want to take Afterglow if if your wildest dreams could come true for Afterglow what would that look like Yeah, my wildest dreams would just for it to be really accepted in our society and like not so much of a taboo thing. Mm. Um, So like winning a short film Oscar would (gasps) be my dream and manifest it like having having some kind of educational porn included in sex ed when in, you know, at age appropriate times, I think Mm. would be like where I hope we're going with 
you know, just more openness and more pleasure focused. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like we've learned so much about, okay, don't get diseases. Here's all the things that can go wrong when you do, when you have sex and never about like your body being designed for pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just, I think like I, measure my success at afterglow and like how many orgasms was I able to create because of it. I love orgasms y'all. Yeah. Just, I wish you that awesome. short film Oscar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. What Would you question? ever, um, you know, cause especially because you make educational content. Um, <sighs> how, how do you do this without like, sounding? okay. Would you ever make like educational content for like schools to show, you know, like teenagers in sex ed classes. Yeah. I mean, now it's completely, it's, it's illegal, it you is. know, to see, to, to like show porn. I think, I don't know well, exactly the laws, not but, necessarily porn, but like educational, like, you know, this yeah. is the anatomy of like, I'm not, I don't know. But something that's like a little less, I see what you're saying. I don't it's know. That's not, tough not to more do. like porn based, but like yeah. science book, but like, done right kind yeah. of like the, the in between yeah i think it would just be really cool if like society like if that was allowed and accepted in our society mm -hmm. i would well, agree i just because I, I think sometimes i think back on like you know the sex ed classes that we had as teenagers in high school and it was basically just like these are the terms penis vagina and then don't have sex yeah and and then did we even go over stds i don't even remember that no, I don't remember that either. I remember going yeah. all the. They oh. never even showed us how to put on a condom. Never yeah. even learned yeah. that. Yeah, and you see that in like the you know all the, oh, what movies were those? American Pie was it? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. But I don't like, remember. like the, the <laughs> yeah. older movies, you see them like you know, or even like Mean Girls, they would show them putting a condom on a banana. But like, I don't think we even got that. So yeah, I'm like, no. what does sex ed look like now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like either, but. It was just a question. I was like, how how do we revamp that? Anyways, unfortunately, I don't think. Well, I mean, I definitely think the the porn industry has a lot that it could offer to the educational system, but the educational system is just not going to listen. That's true. So that would be my take on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I think it's great what you guys are doing. I am all, or I, I really love to see porn that really like caters to the female gaze. I've started looking more for it and like being a little bit more intentional with it. Um, so yeah. And what's the name of the guided, um, guided cunnilingus. Okay. Yeah. Guided that cunnilingus. Okay. That's the one you're going to use. So yeah. Thank you for all the content that you put out there. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. Well, yeah, I want to try it out. And like I said, I'm going to put AirPods on him with the guided, uh, the guided video or the guided audio mm -hmm. and then have, and then me not even listen to what's going on. So then it's just like a surprise. I think this is a great But idea. what are you going to listen to? I feel like they're, I don't know. Lights by Ellie Goulding. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it brings back memories. All those bombs and a giant dick and a mirror. Yeah. Is that a way to recreate the moment, but like take control and make it better? Like trauma healing? It really wasn't like a bad experience for my first time. It was just, it was very, um, just lots of things going on. I love the words that you used for your person. Like, I'm glad it was like a very like positive and like you remember it and like it was really, you know, heartwarming. It and you really were with special. that. Yeah, it was special. Really special. And you were with that partner for 15 years. That's yeah. a long time. Did so. you ever think you would own after like a porn site? Yeah. Was it? That, oh, yeah. So, what was your career trajectory before? Oh, my goodness. So I started my career as an accountant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, only fans. <laughs> 
like a real literal accountant. Like I know my debits and credits. No. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, I love that. It really, wow. Yeah. You know how everyone always thinks the that. spicy accountant yeah. like is a thing on TikTok. Yeah. Or I think yeah. you undid yours. Oh. Or anyways, I can't hear you the same. Anyways, hello. Can you hear me now? Nope, can't now. Um. Uh. Oh. Well, everybody. Yeah. Check out Afterglow. Where can we find you? So xoafterglow.com is the website, like hugs and kisses, xoafterglow.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody who's listening can get a free seven-day trial if they want to check it out. They can just use code DTFAM during checkout and would love to hear what you guys think about it. And you're definitely going to have to tell me what you think of the guided cunnilingus. Oh I'm awesome. so excited. And then yeah. for anyone that tries it out, please um, send us a review if you have it. I'd love to hear it too. Like I'd love... Um, you know, kind of when people give us feedback on some of the things that we put out there. So um, I'm trying to think. I know we sent a couple of our Patreon members. Yeah, I was going to say all of our Patreon members got got the the little stickers. Well, because you you sent us a ton of them. And like after we filled the gift bags, I was like, I have a ton left over. I was like, where am I going to put this? So we sent our Patreon members. So I really want to see what, if some of them tried it out, what they think of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but everybody, thank you for tuning in. Go watch some ethical porn at xoafterglow.com thank you guys for tuning in don't forget wear condoms we'll see you next week 